0: Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Kurt Bennett with ForeConstructionPros and I'm here with Robert Cheek with Uvify, uh, who's going to talk to us about drones in the construction business. Robert, can you tell us a little bit? You've been doing some recent development with some of the construction manufacturers on autonomous technology. Can you tell us the role that drone technology plays in this? Yes,
1: absolutely, and um, thank you, thank you for the invitation. Um, well presently as you know the drones typically are used by by with a human operator to do to do activities like surveying or mapping or this kind of general um, type of survey work but where we see this going is we're seeing a lot more autonomy and artificial intelligence being built into these systems um, basically we're looking to, to, to streamline and to make the, the whole process of construction more efficient for not only the companies, but for investors and, um, yeah, for the, for the whole process.
0: Okay. What are some of the limitations uh, when, when you use cause the construction a little bit more rugged application? I'm assuming these are commercial drones and not the typical drones you see with cameras mounted to them.
1: So one of the things, one of the points is the as you know, the construction industry is is really one of the least automated. Um, it's very, very manual intensive labor uh, for productivity. Um, so one of the we do our systems are designed to operate in kind of robust environments. So unlike unlike ground robots, because we are a, we are a robotics company. So another word for for drones is aerial robots. I think with the kind of the ground robots or the trucks or the autonomous AVs, the autonomous vehicles, um, which require, uh, they need to be really kind of tough, uh, much tougher. But in terms of the, the aerial robot, it doesn't need to be as tough per se, but it needs to have other... Other uh, capabilities to to operate in this type of environment, and those capabilities really, what I would say, would lie in areas like computer vision, and um, in, in, in the machine learning, and areas like this, to where you can you can give it different types of uh, uh, functions and let it carry out its mission or its job uh, on its own.
0: Okay, now, with the intelligence on these machines, I noted that you don't really have a pilot manually controlling. You actually run this run these automated systems through a yes. program where it actually does the 3D to- topple of this, the job site or whatever needs to be required.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, you're correct. So um, beyond beyond just the, the the kind of measuring the job sites are going, there, we we really see the the aerial robotics going into to other types of work. We believe that this is not too far off in the future. So in terms of like one type of application would be the cranes. Now right now a lot of a lot of these machines are they don't have the power, but this is coming. I, I believe the the crane industry will be eventually. Um, supplanted by by aerial robots because of their flexibility. Um, maneuverability and capability and so we see this happening um, in the not too distant future um, of course inspections um, as you know uh, autonomous inspections where the, the machines can go in and around buildings um, with loaded with different types of sensors and with different types of capabilities and report in real time what's going on whether it's with with the, the, the people that working on site or security or environmental control conditions or um, you name it uh, we can build the intelligence into it
0: okay the the craning capability sounds pretty interesting Uh, i'm assuming the drones are going to increase in size What, what kind of capabilities can you get What lifting capabilities can you currently get
1: well, that's a good question because we're we're we've not really gone to down that road yet. So, but I mean, if you if I think just if you were to look at um, like manned aerial vehicles, you could look at automating say a traditional helicopter or uh, something like this, and you just put the, the the same technology in there, or you build it on an airframe, a similar type of airframe, and and use a, a quad rotor, and you can kind of you can extrapolate from that what type of lifting capability you could have with the uh, with a, a large aerial robot um, so we really we see the the design of these going in two directions we see smaller and also uh, larger as well so the smaller ones of course go in the buildings into areas where where you need to get some like uh, do some inspections and get some really granular data um, the larger ones of course the heavy lifting moving moving um, moving cargo around
0: um, on a work site. Okay. And it, w- what are some of the hurdles that you see to implementation right now? I, I know you have to be certified or ha- have a the, the way the government waiver. What other type of hurdles are we looking at for impl- mass implementation of drones on the job site? Hmm.
1: So that's you know that's very much it's
0: okay. it's. The types of regulations are by country, Um so,
1: we operate um, everywhere, all over the world. So we we deal with different types of regulation. I mean, we operate where we're, we're allowed to operate all over the world, um, and the 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 regulations you know vary by country. Some countries are much more progressive um, in terms of their um, their technology roadmaps. And however, having said that, when one country is advancing um, significantly faster. Generally, another country or the government will will step in. And of course, because the regulators talk to each other and they say, okay, you know, we're falling behind, and you know, then the industry argues, you know, that we, we need to change these rules, and, and you know, different groups will, will will lobby or push for for changes. Um, I don't know if that was an entirely clear answer to the question, but I think in the U.S regulations uh, the the administration is is very is very pro uh, aerial uh, pro, pro drone um, they I believe they they see that that this is a uh, strategically important to the country and for business to to help business become more profitable to help the country actually to to um, get a good position in in the business of, of aerial robotics so there are some challenges a lot of those challenges have to do with like uh BVLOS which is beyond visual line of sight but those are are have recently started becoming uh, started coming down um, so we're making progress i believe in 2020 we're going to see uh, a lot more progress uh, in that space
0: we we were recently in south korea where we saw we saw your drones in operation on a a, a mock um Autonomous construction site. Yes. What's involved there? I mean, do you have to work with the manuf closely with the manufacturer to integrate your drone into a complete autonomous system? So yes,
1: we do work with the manufacturer, but with so with that particular um, with that particular case, we what we did was we developed the intelligence and uh, for the hardware for our hardware and showed. You know, basically for the for the partner, and showed how you know we can integrate these aerial robots into into their into their um, their line of, of, of construction equipment. Okay, basically we are showing that we have the capability and the know how to pretty much uh, develop any type of, um, uh, any he's a very big uh, big word, small big word, but um, whatever their needs are um, when, when it comes to aerial robotics, that we have the technical wherewithal to create it.
0: Okay. Now, c- currently in our industry, we're, we're seeing most of the drones being used for either 3D mapping, and you said lift. Lifting might be something in the future, and we're seeing inspections. Are we just scratching the yes. surface? Are there applications that we haven't thought of yet that drone technology might be able to open up?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and I'm glad you asked us the question. So, I mean, even even some areas, I believe there's a company. I think they're in North Carolina, but uh, they've developed um, a, a painting drone. So it's a tethered drone, but it's just it's just the start of this. So you can imagine, you know, this the, these. Um, these drones that actually can paint—they paint buildings. So that's that—you uh, know—it's much safer than having people, um, you know, go up and, and doing these paintings. And if you think about skyscrapers or something like this, but larger, larger structures, um, why not have a have an aerial robot do it? And even better, why not have one that can and can do this kind of um, cleaning, sandblasting, painting autonomously, and have it part
0: of an installation um, for your building. Okay. Well you could see a couple there. Maybe maybe a quality benefit and the the big benefit of keeping people on the ground keeping people's feet on the ground and out of out of the lift environments. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, another area we see, and, and this is this is being developed by several companies, um, is is uh, construction site security. So, rather, I mean, you have you have devices that you know that can be can be connected to the the system for perimeter security. Um, so, if there's an issue, you know, they, they go up. They can track intruders, or they can also keep an eye on um, on the, the the safety of the workers to make sure everyone is is doing the job properly um, we also see this as a as a value for investors and for for management so they can actually track the progress um, and ensure that they can that more of the money invested into the construction project actually goes into actually goes into the building as
0: mo- very efficiently used so you get a better you get a better outcome okay. Now, some of of these applications you're talking about, I assume they they require the drone to hover for quite a time. Has there been a lot of advancements in, in battery technology and technology to keep the drone in the air for longer periods of time?
1: Yes. So there, there are advancements in batteries, but that's that's the um, that really is the uh, trillion dollar (laughs) question. But there are advancements being made in battery technology. Um, I think in the near term, what we what we do see is having a fleet or multiple units. And of course, if they're automated, one goes up and it knows, it tells the other one, okay, it's your turn, you're on duty, go, you know, and then it lands and recharges on the charging station. But this is something that um, every company, uh, chemical companies, um, robotics companies been, uh, is, is pursuing is, is the battery is a battery improvement.
0: Okay, so so that that's something I I didn't understand. So it's really not just, just just one drone. You're actually talking about a fleet of robotic drones where they interact with each other, and you can continue, continuously keep drones in the air at that time, at that point in time. That's correct. So if I was to use a like a,
1: a construction metaphor, you think about like a dump truck, right? Rather than having one truck. Moving, uh, you have a fleet of them, and um, yeah, and it keeps it, the the line just keeps moving. So it would be, it would be similar with with uh, with the, the drone. Just one talks to the other one, and okay, your turn, you're on duty, and um, yeah, it's always in the air.
0: Okay. Now, so, are there other applications in the construction field that we haven't talked about, or have we done a good job of covering what's what's coming down the road?
1: well there there's a there's a lot of things that are being developed um I can I, your readers oh, not your readers your listeners will probably fall asleep but um I think one of the things we, we we may be seeing down the road, and in, in, in not too far off, is is something like three uh, D printing capable drones with uh, with a, the three D printer built on to to do some pre programmed work, and, and and not just not just drones, but also other types of robots <laughs> that can that can you know um,
0: that can build on demand, and, and yeah, so we we think that's coming. Um, so, it's a, so, yeah. A lot of robotics. Have you have you done with any, much with 3D printing? Like, I know that recently we've seen some concrete 3D printing for like, you know, personal bridges or walking bridges. Is that the type of work that you guys are working on?
1: So We we've so we work with partner companies. Our core competency is is the kind of computer vision AI and also hardware manufacturing. So we are. At the end of the day, we are a robotics company. We build the platforms, and we and then we build the intelligence and then and the systems for our partner companies. So, so the company that we visited in, in Korea, they came to us and said, okay, we have this challenge. Can you do it? And we, yeah, we, they just said, okay, this is what we need to do. And our engineers look at it, and, we, and then we, we build the system for them. So that's, that's really what UFI does um, in terms of working with our larger uh, partner companies. So we're kind of behind the scenes in some ways.
0: Okay. Well, well, Robert, we really take we really appreciate you taking time to talk to us today.